what's inside. Discovering what you're made of and making the most of it with professional coach Ken Edwards. Helping you understand your gifts, honing your leadership skills, sharpening your natural instinct so you can enjoy a more fulfilling life. All right, we're here. It is uh, really, we're really just sitting down. We're continuing our discussion, but it's another episode. So welcome to uh, the next episode of What's Inside Podcast. Ken is coaching me. We're diving into me as a coach and building a a legitimate coaching business and me owning it 100%. Yeah. One of the most difficult things to do when you are contemplating coaching and are starting your coaching business is what is it? What do I have to offer? Mm -hmm. You know, which is true with any business. It's like, what's the product offering or the service offering Mm -hmm. and getting really clear about that. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then alongside it, who's your market? Yeah. You know, who is it that you want to, um, move toward? Who do you, who do you want to work with? Yeah. And so, um, today I think we really need to talk about what brings you life. Mm -hmm. Um, what's kind of that sweet spot or, or two or three, four Mm -hmm. sweet spots. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, what brings life, what is most natural in terms of what you give to people. Right. And let's talk about kind of maybe tightening that up into a product offering. Yeah. And, um, and thinking about how to communicate that. Yeah. And just kind of starting there with the product offering. So two main types of products are what come to mind. So I'm just going to process this verbally, but so the first product is, uh, an eight week coaching intensive small group online coaching product. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I say online because I am, I've always worked online. It's something I'm very comfortable with. I like doing it from anywhere. I like to have the freedom to travel and be in different places and doing it from different places. I also don't feel like I want to do more than 10 hours of this a mm-hmm. week. Yeah. Max, possibly five hours a yes. week. I, I don't think because it's group coaching There'll be some admin that needs to be done. But so the first product offering is a eight week coaching program. The second, which could lead into, it could be two where after you're finished with the eight week coaching program, you may want additional or ongoing mastermind group Mm -hmm. um, coaching. And so that's the second product is the ongoing weekly mastermind online Similar format, it's still online, it's still a small group, Mm -hmm. and that would be probably harder to get in eventually. Mm -hmm. You know, I could see the eight week being a very, you know, you can, I'll run that maybe three or four times a year. Yes. And it would be a high ticket, so to speak, offering, Mm -hmm. um, probably an eight to $10,000 package Mm -hmm. for that. And then a um, $20,000 a year mastermind. Yeah. Uh, which uh, people could be a part of ongoing as long as they wanted to. So those are the two main things. And I think I just need to know, first of all, should I just start with the eight week and then build the mastermind naturally out of that, which seems right to Mm -hmm. me, like not pushing the mastermind right away. It's a lot to jump right into a mastermind when you don't know enough about me really. Cause I'm, I am going to, if I do the eight week coaching, I'm going to need to follow my marketing funnel 
strategies that I know that work um, mm-hmm. and find new people. Um, so that's, uh, that's kind of what seems right to me. What do you think about that? Uh, it makes sense and um, it, it fits you. I'm, I'm a little curious about, um, uh, I didn't hear any individual coaching in there. Mm-hmm. So you, you don't want to really get into individual coaching or you want to just stay focused on group or? I, um, well, the reason that I, um, I'm apprehensive to do that because I'm not, uh, I have a, a block, I guess, about trading time for money. Mm-hmm. And when you work with an individual, there's only so much time that I have in the day. Right. And I could spend 90 minutes mm-hmm. with a small group once a week uh, with some admin and cover a lot of things. For me personally, mm-hmm. versus 90 minutes with one individual and probably right. get paid much less. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be open to a small number of individuals, mm-hmm. but for me, and I know myself, I will constantly be thinking, wait a minute, in that 90 minutes or that hour, I could have made this. Right. So money does factor into it. Sure. Trading time for money. Right. So that's why. Right. Um, well, there's um, no doubt that group is the most efficient way to impact a number of people in a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's not a pushback. I just was curious. No, it's good. And it's good. I already, I already kind of know that about you, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I want um, others to know that too. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's a matter of what's your desire. Mm-hmm. Like, what is it that you really want to do? Mm-hmm. Um, and so paying attention to um, listening to what's on the inside so we're talking about eight week group, maybe maybe twelve week group, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe three or four times a year, with the anticipation that that would feed into a mastermind group. Mm-hmm. And I, it does make sense that you start there, mm-hmm. just because it's in some ways lower hanging fruit. It's easy to get people involved yeah. in that kind of group. Mastermind requires more of a commitment. It's a longer sales cycle, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so. Um, this is a place where numbers matter. Yeah. And the mastermind group is almost like something that's I'm thinking about in the back of my mind, but I'd mm-hmm. rather see if that's really true. Mm-hmm. You know, if I do a, uh, the coaching and at the end, everyone's like, good, I'm great. Mm-hmm. I don't need anything else. Yeah. Then, okay, wonderful. Um, you, I'm here if you need me, if you want to do anything else or whatever, individual mm-hmm. coaching or whatever, but. Um, if enough people uh, show an interest in that or seems to be. And I'm kind of getting a little granular here. Yeah, let's do but, it. Um, one of the things I want you to consider is um, doing 12 weeks over eight weeks. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Um, and even 12 weeks, I kind of um, have an issue with because it takes time to bond. Mm. And so if someone's thinking 12 weeks, if they're thinking eight weeks, they're they're not really thinking about a bonding kind of mm. experience. And I think it's really easy to let go mm-hmm. after eight weeks where 12 weeks gives you a little more time mm-hmm. to create connection with your client. Mm-hmm. And I find that to be really valuable with my clients mm-hmm. is um, just building that trust and kind of connective tissue. And I wind up 
typically walking with clients for multiple years, mm-hmm. um, usually you know higher intensity for a year and then more of a maintenance kind of mode if you will Mm -hmm. but i'm still just walking with them i'm available to them Mm -hmm. and um because consistency of care over time is uh is what i have found to make the most impact now that may be just my design speaking Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but um my concern I've, i've watched other uh coaches that i've coached do eight week and 12 week um modules and it's hard to get them to convert to the next 12 weeks or to something else Hmm. because mentally they're kind of like oh that's done Mm -hmm. and so it's kind of like you almost enter into a whole nother kind of sales thing right yeah so it's just something to kind of think about and play with Mm -hmm. i think there are things you probably could do to overcome that although nothing occurs to me in this moment Mm -hmm. but i think there probably is some strategy that would um help you bridge that gap Mm -hmm. um but i just enjoy the continuation of the relationship even if they if a client doesn't continue Mm -hmm. it's not uncommon for them to call me pop in you know three years later right um, when they're at a crossroads Mm -hmm. and um but we've spent a year together or two years together and well, I think part of my issue is going to be, and I can't lie about this to myself, um, part of my issue is going to be my people-pleasing. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, uh, I can imagine that if I coach 12 people, that I'm going to wrestle with self-worth. They're, I'm going to feel like, did I do a good job? Did I, did I, did I give them enough? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll have doubts about that. And so, then I will... I will uh, you know, make myself available mm-hmm. to them at no cost after they're done, mm-hmm. uh, and be their friend. Right. Which part of me is like, I don't know if I want to bond that closely because I'll feel a sense of obligation. Mm-hmm. So this, I want to get ahead of that right right now because I know my weaknesses and it's people pleasing, mm-hmm. sense of obligation. I'll tend to work on. Tend to be uh, worth driven or lack of worth mm-hmm. driven. That's what will cause me to make these decisions. Um, so I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. And so may- I might need to do some more work on that as well. Right. Right. But what do you think about that? Like, give me some feedback on that. Um, I have a lot of thoughts. Um, <laughs> the first thing that popped in my mind is uh, I'm glad you're aware and you're anticipating that. That mm-hmm. shows a lot of strength and growth. And it's the kind of thing that we, as I'm coaching you, we need to be mindful of because stepping into this more deeply is like going to the gym. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, we're going to work on that while you're building your business. Yeah. So that, um, because it's going to happen, you're going to feel that sense of obligation that we'll have to work to unplug Mm -hmm. and get free of. Yeah. So you can actually care for people. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's why some coaches, like I know some coaches in town that do like three days intensives and they charge a lot of money for those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is something appealing about that model. There's something that appeals to me because yeah. it's like, well, I can perform for three days. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. can go in there and hit home runs, you mm-hmm. know, uh, help them have a cathartic experience. <laughs> and so kind of emotionally they feel something. Yeah. And, um, uh, and there's a sense of safety that 
oh, I provided that for this amount of money. Now I can kind of wash my hands hands of it it. Mm -hmm. and um, move on. Mm -hmm. Uh, I wouldn't be able to do that. Good, good. (laughs) It's, it's, it's one of those things as a provider that you can kind of comfort yourself. Mm -hmm. It's a little Mm self-protective. I'm not saying it's, the wrong way to go. Mm-hmm. I just think it is an option, but I, I always wonder about what's the coach's underlying psychology of what's of why they're doing it that way. Yeah, because you know, in my experience, um, change happens over time, mm-hmm. over a lot of time. Yeah. Um, in fact, most of my coaching clients um, they do more than one year, mm-hmm. and um, and those that just do the year. Um, they get something. I don't think they get as much as they would if they extended it out because mm-hmm. a lot happens over a three or four year period of time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So um, I think just being aware of that for yourself. Yeah. It's like, um, how might you be setting up the offering in a way that is you know, comfortable mm-hmm. for yourself mm-hmm. or kind of self-protective Yeah, that kind of answers the doubts? It's like, I know I've got enough to offer for eight weeks or for mm-hmm. 12 weeks mm-hmm. when I know you have a whole lot more than that. Yeah. But it might yeah. be a muscle going with the strength training analogy uh, just might yeah. be a muscle I need to, to develop and work. Well, it's, it's like, um, you know, this from us having walked together, not every meeting is a home run, right? You know, some you're, you're just listening, you're spending time together. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I had to learn that. Years ago, yeah, um, it's just a, a bunch of singles or bunts or something. Sometimes you strike out, <laughs> but going to the baseball analogy, but uh, yeah. yeah, no, but it is true though. Mm-hmm. It's it's a steady. Sometimes it's just a steady drip mm-hmm. that needs to happen. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I do want to think about that, um, and maybe I would move into individual coaching because I think I can be more effective with people that way. Mm-hmm. But I'm also I'm also really big on asking questions. Yeah. I'm a natural host. Mm-hmm. So the reason the small group or the mastermind appeals to me is because I can get feedback mm-hmm. and I can involve, I can ask questions and involve people right. in the process. That's mm-hmm. what gives me energy in life. Yeah. I don't want to be doing all the teaching. I don't mm-hmm. want to feel like I'm the one has all the ideas. Right. I, I definitely want to provide a framework for people mm-hmm. that people follow in that eight to twelve week period. Um, but then I and I want to guide them through that, but I want it to be very interactive. And the difference between that and the mastermind, the mastermind is okay, you've done the work to build out the framework, but now we're doing ongoing work. And that's even more interactive, in my opinion, because these are all people who have a foundation yeah. in the mastermind that um, have been through the coaching. Mm-hmm. You know, and I take a lot of what I'm talking about through my experience uh, of doing writing worship and doing the mentorship, yeah. which is our eight, our nine week <clears throat> course, the, the in a small group, and then from there, then they have the opportunity to co-write in mm-hmm. other groups, and then they join the writing club, which is an ongoing kind of like a mastermind for songwriters. Right. This is very different, but similar format. Well, I love group. You, you know that we've talked about it um, offline and um, because it's about community mm-hmm. and, um, and the goal of running a mastermind or any kind of coaching group is that it really is about the people in the group. It's 
it's really facilitating the group, them asking questions. Mm-hmm. It's less about the coach. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think glean so much more from other people's life experience. And you have the opportunity to hear from multiple people mm-hmm. in one setting, mm-hmm. um, which is powerful. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then I'm going to, eventually, I would have an, uh, a smaller priced product offering mm-hmm. that if people just weren't ready to spend the the high ticket, they could, they could just get the teaching yeah. and do it on their own. Sure. I don't find that that works for people right. uh, very well, but mm-hmm. they can certainly do that. So I sort of feel like I'm building two, three products yes. uh, offerings over yeah. time because yeah. I'll probably take the best teachings that I'll have recorded from the various mm-hmm. sessions and then turn it into a, uh, something that they work through. So I have the format. I'm really good with that. I know my weaknesses and what mm-hmm. I'm uh, now it's really just a matter of, um, okay, how do I structure this? What are, mm-hmm. what's important for people? Who, who am I going to speak to? Who's my audience? And then mm-hmm. how am I going to lead them? What is the program? Well, and I think um, maybe before we talk about who the audience is, we need to talk about, um, what subject matter expertise you bring to the table. Yeah. Because I think of coaching as falling into roughly into two camps. You have someone who is a, a people expert like me. Mm-hmm. So that's what I do. I'm, I'm more about what's going on inside a person, the leadership, the team dynamics, all the kind of relational skills, because my background is therapy. Mm-hmm. Um but then there are coaches that are subject matter experts. They may come out of an industry and they coach to that industry. And so part of it is just kind of thinking, okay, where do you fall in those two groups? And what, what subject matters would you want to coach around, if any? Well, I definitely fall, I would say, 60 to 70% in the subject matter camp, Mm -hmm. but I also really enjoy the people side of it because it's so psychological and mental, Mm -hmm. mentally challenging, spiritually. I'm I'm really into holistically looking at, okay, this is great. Like here we can, we can work on the systems, but while we're working on the systems, let's work on some of the typical mental challenges that you're Mm going to experience, emotional challenges, or speak from my perspective. That's where I can speak Mm -hmm. to them and add value there. Yeah. Cause I do enjoy the heart aspect of this mm-hmm. as well yep. and the relationship part. Um, so, uh, I would fall if I had to pick a camp, if you had to put a gun to my head, I'd, I'd fall in that camp of subject matter mm-hmm. expert, so to speak. Yeah. Um, so that, that would answer. Well, that. I'm glad to say it, hear you say that 60, 70% is subject matter, but cause I was concerned that you'd would, try to put yourself all over in subject matter because that's not who I think you are. <laughs> and I think you have strong subject matter expertise that yeah. you want to leverage, mm-hmm. but then the, the more nurturing um, holistic side of you needs to come out too. Yeah. And I think the mastermind would even more so yes. be, that might be 50, 50 or 60, 40 in terms of more people oriented and yes. heart. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Uh, at least I, I think I, I did. I do identify myself there pretty well. Um, but in terms of what subject is that the kind of the next question? As far as what? That's the next question I have mm-hmm. is what 
what are the subject matter offerings mm-hmm. and um uh and I just want to stop for a moment um because this is the kind of we we're getting kind of granular here today kind of getting in the weeds but this is part of the work Mm -hmm. that all of us need to do it's like really looking in the mirror or getting feedback from other people that know us about what is it that we have to offer Mm. and and one of the greatest ways to go about finding out and i've suggested this before is um pick 10 or 20 people that know you really well and just simply ask them what's your impact on them and um, tell them your coach has asked you to do this homework assignment. You can just blame it on Coach Ken, <laughs> <laughs> and um, and go uh, email them and mm. see what the responses are. I think you'll be shocked, mm-hmm. but it's a good way to kind of get reflected back mm-hmm. who you are, what you have to offer, and um, if you're not getting a lot reflected, I would encourage you to seek a, a therapist and get kind of curious about why mm. that is. Mm. And what am I missing? Maybe um, what what risk am I not taking with my life if I'm not making much impact? Yeah. Because um, often we hedge and we don't offer because we're afraid or we don't know who we are. We need to do some identity work or mm-hmm. something like that. There might be some larger things at play. Well, I, might, I would imagine, and maybe I fear that if I picked those people, um, that they wouldn't say much. You know, that they wouldn't say what I think they would say. So that scares me a little bit to to say, okay, right. Um, I, I could try to pick as best as possible the people who I think would give you the right answers. <laughs> <laughs> that defeats the purpose. <laughs> oh, I could manipulate the system, Ken. Well, anybody could, but <laughs> no, um, no, that's really good. I, <clears throat> I I've sort of, I, I wouldn't say I've fully gone there. in in that way, but I've gotten enough feedback over the years about what value I offer professionally Mm -hmm. that I'm, I'm pretty certain of what I could offer. It's really just, is that really worth a high, a high price? Cause I don't want to coach hundreds of people at a time. I want to coach 10 to 12 people max Mm -hmm. at any given time. Right. Uh, And I think there's a lot of synergy that can come from that. But, but I, I do know what like what my strengths are and what I offer in terms of skills, skill set, and professionalism, mm-hmm. professional development, and brand development. And right. um, I could certainly bore the listener with a, a full list of the, all the things. But mm-hmm. basically, in, in summary, it, it's it's the the marketing funnel and walking people through right. their their uh, sales and marketing processes Mm -hmm. and helping them to understand and put first first understand what they need they need to come up with the 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 exact answer themselves so it's a lot of homework a lot of workshopping yes things in this small group Mm -hmm. uh because they don't they know their business better than i do i'm just asking questions here's a framework here's how we can put that together and i promise you by the end of the our time together you will have a very clear framework and you will already um, be working that that mm-hmm. system yeah. and already beginning to experience success and results. Right. I just don't know how to verbalize that mm-hmm. in a in a way that is um, appealing. Yeah. And worth the investment. Sure. That's really the 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 key for me is mm-hmm. is that worth the the larger investment or not? Yeah. yeah. I, 
need to work on that. Sure. And we we can maybe this might be a good place to stop. Yeah. Uh, we're kind of up at 20, 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't we stop here and uh, begin to engage in some of those things in the next episode? That sounds good. All right. We'll catch you guys next time. For show notes and relevant resources mentioned in today's episode, and if you'd like to reach out to Ken to see if coaching is the right next step for you, visit ProvidentLeadership.com. That's ProvidentLeadership.com. Subscribe to this podcast and leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcasting platform. <laughs>